Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Allison Panisi, and you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can. So feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and much more. In this episode, we will be speaking with Katherine Howard, New York City Emergency Management's Director of Planning. She will share the guiding principles of emergency planning and the plan management process. Katherine, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get started. So can you please share your role with our listeners and how you and your team coordinate planning initiatives and maintain planning documents for our agency and the city as a whole? Absolutely. Uh, Hi, everyone. I'm Katherine Howard. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the director of planning at New York City Emergency Management. I could talk passionately about planning, organizing, processes and systems all day. I've basically been doing it in my personal life and now professional life since I was very young. And I'm excited to share uh, with everyone. So New York City Emergency Management is the coordinating agency for emergencies in New York. And that applies not only to responding to emergencies, but also for planning for them as well. So as such, NYSEM leads the city in creating, maintaining, and socializing plans for all sorts of hazards, as well as for specific operations and capabilities. So I oversee plan management, as well as the hazard planning and preparedness team. The folks in the hazard planning and preparedness team are subject matter experts in specific hazards. So things like coastal storms, extreme heat, flash flooding, winter weather, pandemics, nuclear explosions, radiological incidents, things like that. They write and maintain documents that are more strategic and high level, providing that that big picture view of what the hazards are, what types of impacts could occur, and and the array of tools, programs, operations, and resources the city has overall available to provide consequence management um, and to really help help people in need. These folks don't plan in a vacuum, uh, but rather they work with everyone across our agency and across dozens of other city agencies to make sure that everything captured in these documents is accurate, actionable, and agreed upon by every organization that an agency that has a role and responsibility in executing um, the response to these emergencies. There are other people across NISM that focus on other components of emergency management, things like logistics and transportation infrastructure, human services, health and medical, things like that. Um, And they really focus on specific capabilities and operations, programs, and ways that we as a city respond to the consequences of emergencies. So think of things like sheltering, evacuations, food access, commodity distributions, etc. And these these folks, they plan, um, they work with uh, people across our agency, across other agencies, the people really kind of like on the ground that are going to be doing this work. Um, and so they work on these plans. And then they also, time of an emergency, will be the ones that um, oversee or directly execute these uh, plans and these documents. And so that really, um, it's really exciting that we have these kind of two separate groups of folks that do planning uh, because the people that are doing consequence planning 
Uh, they are focused on all sorts of pieces that can really be applied to a lot of different hazards. And then the folks on my team are looking at hazards holistically um, and being able to say, okay, you know, we're going to use evacuation for this hazard. Uh, we're going to use food access for these three hazards and be able to make sure that um, ideally all of these ways that we respond to emergencies and, and options that we have um, at our fingertips to use can really be applied to a lot of different hazards and truly are um, all hazards. The other area that I oversee, which I think is really the backbone of planning for New York City, is our plan management team. Um, so I like to think of them as the librarians of citywide plans, um, as well as the NASCAR pit crew of planning. These folks don't actually own any specific documents, but they are responsible for overseeing all of the documents and ensuring that they are easily accessible, maintained, and really look at planning overall from a very high-level viewpoint and seeing how they the plans speak to each other, interact with each other. If one person's updating a document, how does that have ripple effects in other documents and making sure that we're as clear uh, with all of our documents as possible. They also create and oversee the implementation of the planning process. Um, and this process is highly detailed, but it really has four main benchmarks, and that's initiate, develop, finalize and share. And as you can imagine, with over, you know, dozens, maybe like 50 people from across our agency, plus other city agencies, writing these interagency citywide documents, plus up to hundreds of people actually using the documents. It's really critical for all of these plans to be consistent with one another, you know, following the same templates, written in the same tone and voice, containing consistent information so that um, anyone picking up a document really kind of understands what the document is for and doesn't get lost in um, trying to decipher the document um, so they can really focus on the content. Um, and so these folks also uh, work with everyone um, in terms of coaching them, supporting them through the process. That's kind of why they're the NASCAR pit crew, you know, helping people along the process with whatever support they need. Thank you for that. And I absolutely love that term, the NASCAR pit crew of planning. So your team leads the revision of these citywide emergency plans. Um, and the revisions obviously help better guide the city's response to a range of disasters. And you also touched upon the, um, the New York City emergency planning structure, um, which is designed to restructure, standardize, and update the way these interagency planning documents are organized. So let's dive into that and tell us more about those efforts. Absolutely. This was such an exciting project. It was a bit more recent that we did this like over overhaul of all of our the way we organize our documents. You know, our agency has been planning for emergencies since the agency's inception. You know, it's it's one of the four critical areas of emergency management overall. Um, so we've been doing that for a long time. And then Eventually, we ended up with over 200 documents, which that's a lot. <laughs> um, that's a lot of documents. Um, you know, there's a lot of phenomenal effort that went into creating these things from scratch. And we just kind of, as an agency, kept adding more and more to the list of documents. Um, and eventually, we needed to really kind of take a look and assess what do we have? Are they all still useful? Are they all still relevant? Do they, you know, how, how, how can we put them together in a way that makes sense um, and is Easy, easy for our agency to use and all the other agencies to use. So what we came up with, and you know, this really speaks to my absolute love of organizing everything. We were fortunate enough to be able to have some consultant support as well. Um, we 
uh, were able to kind of take a look, analyze all of the 200 plus documents we had, and really kind of figure out, you know, how do we categorize them based on, you know, capability, based on type, who is the audience, um, and we really streamlined, you know, how how we do things. And so uh, we have four different levels of documents. Um, there's foundational, strategic, operational, and tactical. Foundational is really those base doctrines that everything is, every other document is based off of. And then, and as you go down this pyramid structure that we have, um, it gets more and more um, tactical. So each, each kind of hierarchy level is geared towards a specific audience. There's certain templates for the different types of documents. Um, and it really, I think, helps people at a glance be able to find what they're looking for and really understand what it is that we have. And also where our gaps are too. So we know what we should um, be, be planning for in the future. Thank you. So, you know, we talked about interagency plans, city agencies working together on such plans. But, you know, we also know that for emergency plans, you know, whether they're for individuals, for organizations, even the government, they can be vastly different, but there are guiding principles at the core of each of them, Right. So what is your advice for those looking to create emergency plans or continuity plans at that for themselves or for their organizations or even their municipalities? Yeah. So I'd say, you know, start with what you know, figure out, you know, what it is, you know, put it up down on paper. It could be, you know, post-its everywhere. It could be just a bulleted list. Start with what you know, and that will really help you figure out what you don't know. And then get the right people together. So, you know, in New York City, we never create documents in a vacuum. We, I, I believe that if you, you know, I could sit down and, and type out a plan, but that doesn't mean anyone's going to follow it. Um, so really making sure that if there's people that you need that are going to need to do the work, they need to be part of it. And so whether that work is, um, you know, uh, an evacuation plan for your personal family in case of a fire and figuring out a meeting place, you know, you could pick a meeting place, but if you don't tell your family, they're not going to meet you there. Um, and so the same thing for um, on larger scales when it comes to organizations and and other municipalities. So I think it's, you know, start with what you know, get the right people together. Also know your audience. You know, if you write for everyone, you basically write for no one. So making sure that you're really tailoring what you're writing to the correct people. And I would say also document uh, in a way that you know people will actually use. If it's your family and you have small children, maybe some pictures is better than, you know, a 10-page document. And for, you know, I've, I've found that We've done a lot of work with with infographics, interesting tables, you know, figure out a way that people are going to use it because um, that's really the most important thing. Thank you. Great advice. Start with what you know. You know, I just want to change gears a little bit here. So as threats and hazards continue to evolve, we have these new normals, right? Like pandemics and climate change. Um, are there topics or areas of focus that emergency managers will be paying more close attention to? And how do we consider things like cascading impacts and diversity, equity, and inclusion when it comes to emergency plans? Yes, I'm so happy you mentioned uh, cascading impacts and equity uh, because I think you know one of the things I learned the most um, during the early stages of COVID is that it's imperative that we start planning for concurrent hazards, um, and that's actually something that I led. Our, uh, during COVID, the initial response is that, you know, we 
realized quickly that, you know, we had folks that were focusing on minute to minute planning. We had people that were focusing on uh, day to day, week to week. And, you know, we really thinking about a pandemic of something that we didn't quite know when it was going to end, what things were going to look like. I, I knew that there was a gap and we needed to start thinking about, you know, what happens if this actually doesn't wrap up in a neat bow by the time uh, heat season comes, coastal storm season, winter weather. Um, so we really started uh, looking at concurrent hazards. So what happens if we have a massive coastal storm uh, at the same time as COVID? Um, and so we started looking at every single hazard and figuring out how we need to overlay COVID considerations for for other emergencies. And I think that that's something that is going to be really important not just uh, for COVID, but in, in general, you know, I think with, with climate change and with other hazards and, and things that we haven't even begun to imagine yet, um, I think being able to figure out how different hazards play into each other and will impact uh, what operations and response efforts are available or how they need to change is going to be really important. I think the other thing that is has always been important, but I think that a lot of folks have fortunately been more attuned to recently is is equity. I mean, especially the emergency management industry uh, and and field of study has been growing in terms of um, who is in the positions and who's studying for to be emergency managers. But I think we can do a lot more. And I think that one of the first things that I was thinking of is just the. F- the fact that we need to normalize talking about things with our staff, you know, and with our colleagues and at different organizations, there's different cultures in terms of what's acceptable to say and what's not. And I think that it's really, really important for people to remember that you don't, you you don't drop everything from your personal life when you walk in the door virtually or uh, literally into the door of your office. You know, people, um, there's a lot of things that people are dealing with, whether it's, you know, with their family or whether it's really just with the systems that are in place right now that were built for specific races and specific genders. And if you don't fit that mold, there's, there's a lot of additional stress uh, and considerations that you have to carry with you all the time. And I think that there, that intersection is really important both to take care of your own staff and your own people um, and to really acknowledge that. And then also as emergency managers to figure out, you know, the the ways that we respond to emergencies to take a really hard look at that and say, are we actually serving the people that are most impacted by this? You know, do we have the right people in the room when we're creating these plans? Um, because I know my own lived experience and I can provide uh information and background context based on that. But um, I only have my own perspective. And so to be able to have different perspectives and see, you know, what those um, ripple effects will be based on our actions as emergency managers and um, how we can really address those and support people. Thank you. Those are all very salient points, Um, you know, bringing every perspective to the table um, to ensure that Emergency plans are inclusive. Speaking with Katherine Howard, Director of Planning at New York City Emergency Management. It is rapid response time. And if you are a first time listener, it's simple. Prep Talk will ask questions and our guest will give the first answer that comes to mind. But before rapid response, here's a message from Notify NYC. New Yorkers love to be the first to know. That's why the City of New York has Notify NYC, so you can be the first to know when an emergency happens. If there's a fire in your neighborhood, 
or the weather takes a turn for the worse. Stay informed with Notify NYC. Get the free app today for your Apple or Android device. You can also visit nyc.gov slash notifynyc, call 311, or follow Notify NYC on Twitter. Because a notified New Yorker is a prepared New Yorker. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. We are back with Rapid Response with Katherine Howard from New York City Emergency Management. Okay, Katherine, first question. What is one emergency item you cannot live without? I'm going to go with snacks. I am always hungry. Definitely need some snacks. Works for me. Um, What is the best professional advice you have ever received? To keep showing up. Uh, You can't build a network uh, unless you keep showing up, and you can't get good at things unless you keep showing up and trying again. Love that. Uh, What is on your playlist? The Strike. Good one. And last but not least, sum up the work you do in one word. Ah, so hard, but I'm going to say organizing. (laughs) Okay, we will take it. Speaking with Katherine Howard, Director of Planning at New York City Emergency Management. For our listeners looking for resources on how to build emergency plans for your organization, for your municipality, even for yourself, um, you could visit us at nyc.gov forward slash emergency management or check your local municipality for more details. We'll talk to you next time. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.